Welcome to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast, where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy. So we're coming into the holidays. We are. Which is a time that can be pretty stressful. And a time that we all have to bust out our fat pants. Yeah. I'm actually wearing the same pants I wore last night. It's okay. I'm stretching them out real good. I have no judgment <laughs> because I'm actually wearing real clothes today and I don't ever wear real, real clothes. So Jake's like, well, we should go to lunch because... Real clothes meaning jeans. Yeah, that's true. Not yoga pants, not workout attire. <laughs> and I was kind of surprised, like my jeans fit a little loose right now. I was like, wow, Orange nice. Theory is doing its job, man. Yeah. And to Jenna's defense, like... She wears a lot of workout clothes, but she works out a lot too. I do work out a lot. So it's like you're always ready to go. I True. This is true. I mean, if you get the urge, you're ready to go. Yeah. There's no getting ready. You're walking the dogs. You're going to Orange Theory. Yes. Man, Orange Theory has changed my life. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm, I'm very glad I joined. <laughs> it's so fun. We're like creating our little Orange Theory cult within we the are. hood. It's like spreading. <laughs> But anyway, so we've been ahead of the game, which is nice. So we can really enjoy our fat pants on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? Um, we had a little bit of a snafu last night. We actually recorded this episode, and then we had some technology issues, um, which I thought retrograde was over, but apparently it's lingering over our house, which is okay. But we wanted to share with you some holiday survival tips because like Lindsay just said, it can get really stressful around this time. And instead of it being so stressful, we wanted to give you a few things that or and takeaways that maybe you can fall back on so that the holidays can be enjoyable and you can kind of let loose and not have to be so freaking stressed out. Yes. Enjoy the magic of the season. Yes. Because it can get like really stressful and most of the most of the stress is self-induced well not most of it almost all of it and then you know you have the crazy mother-in-law that just adds a little (laughs) extra you know not my mother-in-law but for most people it's a crazy mother-in-law yeah not mine either (laughs) so all of my family's pretty chill yeah well I'm really lucky too we have pretty We're pretty okay in that department, but I know for some people it can be really a really triggering time. So we wanted to kind of bring some things, and there are podcasts that I've been listening to over the weeks, and they've been kind of putting out their survival tips. Jeremy Scott is one of them. He was on the podcast at the beginning of the year. If you haven't checked out that episode, go back. It was in January. Episode 24. Nice. He's a health and fitness expert that we had on, and I stole a few from him when it comes to health and fitness. But then there are others that I have just used in my own life around this time in order to keep my sanity. And Lindsay has a couple as well to share. Yes. So I want to jump right in. And the first one, this is actually from Jeremy. And the first tip is plan your splurge days in advance and then stick to them. So this time of year, we can get a little bit on the crazy or go off the deep end when it comes to our diet. It's really easy to do. In fact, I always say holiday calories don't count (laughs) because we're surrounded by them all the time. You go to work, people are bringing in goodies. Thanksgiving, I think our family has one of each kind of pie and I do eat every kind of pie. But instead of just completely calling November and December and maybe a little bit into January 
like holiday calories and having them not count. And it would just be a free for all. Yeah. What Jeremy says is map out the days. Give yourself five splurge days. And if that includes Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, that's three. If you have a holiday party in there or say you want to take both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, whatever works for you, right? And then you take those days and you're like, these are the days where I can have a free-for-all. I can literally eat. There are no rules. If you want to have all five pies, have all five pies. It's okay. But the rest of the days, you try to stay as on point with your nutrition and your meals as possible. Like, don't go out and eat like a, a large pizza by yourself the night before Thanksgiving or at, <laughs> at any time really because it's just not good. But so just like keep it within reason, people. Instead of always snacking on all the different candies and all the different goodies that everybody has, just chill out and be like, no, we're going out for the Christmas party this weekend. I don't need to eat this cookie yeah. at work or this donut or whatever it is. Yeah. And it helps to visually see those days. So then when you're maybe out at a party or a little gathering and those aren't one of your splurge days and you have to remain more mindful, you won't feel so deprived. So you can see like, I got this coming up. I got this coming up. I'm going to be good today. And this is also a technique you can take throughout the year just to see what's coming up birthdays, anniversaries, other, you know, work gatherings, social mixers, you know, whatever it may be. It just helps. I learned that from Jeremy's wife on one of their podcasts a while ago and I started doing that and it and it does help. I'm like, oh, I have all this stuff going on. So chill the fuck out, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done it, but I'm like, that's a great idea. And so I'm kind of being a, l- a little bit more mindful this season, starting actually last week when I listened to it, I was like, okay, I know that in preparation, I'm going to be good, cook at home, only eat out very minimally, and all the other things. So take that if that is helpful for you and, and employ it into your life. So the second tip that we have for you for holiday survival is to move your body. And this goes without saying, if you are not a big workout or exercise person, I'm not saying go to the gym and run a mile. I'm saying go walk a mile, take the dogs for a walk, get some fresh air, Move your body, do Zumba, dance, dance it out, whatever you got to do, get your body moving. You will feel better. You'll have more energy and it's going to help you stay ahead of the calories that you're eating this season and especially on an actual holiday. So most big box gyms are open on Thanksgiving. If you can just go walk on the treadmill or get on the elliptical. If you do like to work out, go work out that day. Don't skip it. I I plan on doing something. I can't do a lot right now because I have fresh eyebrows. You're not supposed to like raise your body heat or something. So it's gonna be tough. She microbladed her eyebrows. (laughs) Yeah, people might be like, "What is fresh eyebrows?" What is fresh? (laughs) They're freshy fresh. Um, So yeah. Anyway, but I will be doing something like lifting some weights or walking something to help negate the calories that I will be eating that day. And so number one, it might help you feel it's going to help you feel better but it also might help you make better healthier choices i know when i work out i feel it's a weird thing i kind of feel squeaky clean on the inside like i feel clean like Mm -hmm. i just took a shower but instead it's an exercise shower and it's like well i don't want to come home and just put a bunch of crap down my throat right i'm going to make a healthy choice a protein shake or something so it kind of cleanses your palate Yep. So use it as a palate cleanser, make some healthier choices, or help negate the calories that you're eating. 
number three is to take time for yourself. So for those of us that are traveling, I know I'm one of them out of state or out of town, make sure that you build in some time away from family. Because I know I love my family. I don't ever feel the need to like get away from them or anything like that. So that's not what this is about. But I'm also an introverted person, for example, and I need space. So I do need the time to kind of decompress, to reset myself, to fill up my own cup. So I recognize that about myself and I have to get like scoot away and recharge. And for some of us, that might mean sneaking off to get in a workout. It might mean going to the store, go to bed, like retire early, go Mm -hmm. to bed, read a book, do what you got to do, but take some time for yourself. You don't have to be with other people 24 seven, especially if that's not your jam. Yep. My go-to is I go to bed early. Yep. I just go and chill out if I need to, or I go on a walk. Yeah. Um, if you are traveling somewhere and you don't have access to your own vehicle, like when I go back home, we have an extra car. So if I need to go somewhere, I can take one of the cars. But if you are going somewhere where that isn't an option, renting a car is a good idea because then you're not stuck anywhere. I know a lot of people don't like the feeling of being stuck. So if you do want to get away, like, hey, I'm just going to run to Target and I don't know. I need another toothbrush <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> I'm out of soap. <laughs> Whatever it is. There's doesn't even matter. Here, dear. It's fine. I have a special soap. Yeah. Yeah. So just take some time for yourself. Number four. <laughs> this one's fun. So don't engage in arguments or political drama during the season. I just saw this morning, John Acuff, he's an author. He posted something like, don't let the current political climate or a current political candidate ruin family time. And I loved that because I was like, that's so true. I feel like this is something that I always see funny memes about on, on Instagram or Facebook where it's like, oh, great. You know, we get to argue about politics over the Thanksgiving table. Don't do that. Don't partake in any arguments. My tip for you would be to just not engage so that we can keep things very mild and neutral. Um, Unless you like being in political debates and that's your jam, then by all means, don't listen to me. Do you? You do you. Um, But instead, you can think of things like in advance. Like I know Grandpa Joe, he likes to talk about politics and we don't agree on things. So I'm going to change the subject of this. So have some subjects in mind. And the other thing that I thought was a really fun thing, when I went to the Story Brand retreat, we, we, during dinner, during each course, they had table topics, which is a deck of cards that you just pull and it has different things to talk about. So each course had its own topic and every person went around the table and they talked and said their piece on that topic which I thought was so cool and it's like, that's amazing. a great idea it's a good it's such a fun thing especially if you're a chatty family and you guys like to talk and catch up or learn new things about each other that's one thing that you can do to keep the conversation neutral and positive get a deck of table to- table topics cards I think you can get them on Amazon table topics we'll put them in the show notes yeah I think it's such a good idea because one it keeps the conversation light and fun, but it gets everyone involved. Mm -hmm. 
Because it also sucks when everyone's kind of talking about whatever yeah. and you don't even care and you're just sitting there. You're like, okay, we're supposed to be connecting and like this is all about family, but we're now we're it's turning into a hearty debate and I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a really great, I just love, love, love that idea. I might get some just for like when we're hanging out with friends. Yeah. I, I was thinking that when I learned, when you told me about that the other day yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get some for like when I have parties and stuff, like just dinner parties or yeah. even to take... I'm thinking like if, when I go to the office or something and we have like a big lunch, it would yes. be fun just to be like, here. It was so much fun because what ends up happening, especially at events where people either have their clicky people that they like go with or you have your immediate people right next to you at the table yeah. and the people who are on the other side of the table, you don't really talk to or get to know. So when everyone took their turn, we got to know everyone at the table a little bit better. So I felt like I got to know like, 10 more people that I otherwise would not have. And that was obviously in an environment where I didn't know these people. If it's your family, I think it's even better because you might learn something about somebody that you didn't know and you've known these people your whole lives. Yeah. So it's a cool, fun idea. And a way where you guys can establish maybe some more similarities when you thought you were so different. Yes, it, that is key too, <laughs> because <laughs> if Grandpa Joe is on the opposite end of the political spectrum as you and you feel like there is nothing you have in common with that man, maybe you do and you just don't know it. Yeah. So table topics, try that. Um, the fifth tip I have for you is to guard your time. And this one I think is if I could pick one out of the whole list, this is, I think, number one, obviously, because this is the one that makes us crazy. It literally will drive us insane because we say yes to all the things all the time. It's a lot of it is because of FOMO. We feel like we're going to miss out if we're not at all of the parties or we feel bad about saying no to Susie's party and Gary's party. And I don't know who I'm friends with, whose name are Susie and Gary. <laughs> That's why they're just neutral names. <laughs> but you guys, you do not have to go or say yes to all the things. In fact, I encourage you to only say yes to the things that are a hell yes. And the rest, just say no. And I know, Lindsay, I invited you to a Christmas gathering that we were going to have with other mutual friends. And you're like, I think I got to sit. I got to pass because we have way too much going on. And I'm like, yeah. I do not blame you. You have a lot going on. We all do. So pick your commitments wisely. And remember that we always tell, we always load up future self more than we do present self. So it might sound a good idea for future self to go to that thing. But future self is like, dude, I have so much going on. And you're going to add that to my plate. And then it gets there and you're not even happy about going. You feel like a there because you have to go yeah because you already committed and you're usually hopefully not the person who flakes out yeah so don't be that guy give yourself some space this season otherwise you will go fucking yeah. crazy fucking crazy and a lot of it i think not only do we feel the sense of fomo but we don't want to say no and like let people down because we're worried about the perception of what other people may think if we don't show up and i guarantee well, let me say this. We worry so much about our friends and maybe our extended family, but all we really need to focus on during the holidays is your immediate family yeah. and creating memories with those who you're with every single day, right? And what does that look like for you? And that kind of ties into the number seven tip. One of my tips is create your own plan and stick to it. 
And that means create your own joy by making the memories you want to. And this is critical when, especially if you have family kind of all over the place and you're traveling to different homes, um, if you're married and traveling to your parents, your in-laws, your siblings, wherever you're going, if you don't want to travel, guess what? You don't have to. And it may be too late this season because you've already committed and made plans, but it's definitely something to think about next season is, hey, we're not traveling this year. We're going to stay home. You are welcome to come during these days. It may not even be the day. So let's use Christmas, for example. You want to spend Christmas morning with your children or your significant other or just your family and have just a nice, relaxing day. So you may be giving the extension for the invitation to your family for Christmas Eve, or maybe it's a post-Christmas day brunch, right? We're not going to be traveling this year. However, we are going to, we would still love to see you and we're going to schedule this brunch on this day. Please let us know if you can make it. We would love to see you and then we can all get together. Or you can have maybe an open house like the weekend before or the weekend after to say, hey, I know we're not traveling. We still want to see you. We're going to invite the entire family for a light lunch affair at our home from one to three. Mm -hmm. And then stick to it. I guarantee, you know, if you're worried about what other people are thinking, like if you're not going to see your mother or father or somebody and you've been with them every single year for many years for the holidays, you know, we we worry more about what they're going to think and their feelings than the stress to go everywhere and to plan and to get the kids places and to do all that. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Um, and And I'm sure they will understand. They may have a great relaxing holiday themselves. Yeah. Who knows? And so just something to think about. One of the things, really quick, one of the things that I do on that, kind of similar, when I go back home, I have my whole family back home. I have extend. I have a lot of cousins. I have a, gra- you know, a couple grandparents. Well, no, one grandparent still alive. Um, aunts, uncles, all the things. And then when Jake comes back, it's like double. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I say, hey, I am here. I reach out to family and I'm like, I'm here from this day to this day. I'm going to be at grandma's on this day. Otherwise, please come out to mom and da- my mom and dad's house. Mm-hmm. You come to me. I am not making 7,000 stops. And you're already traveling away from home. Exactly. So that makes perfect sense. Exactly. So that has worked out very well where I'm like, I'm here. Please come to me. Like I made it, I made it a thousand miles here. <laughs> Can you come? <laughs> Can you meet me at my parents' house or grandma's house? That type of thing, because then it takes a little bit more stress off of you than you're running your ass off. Absolutely. Part of that, too, it's like I get a couple days off, too. I want to relax. I don't want to spend all my time going house hopping. Yes. Right. So just a little tip there on making your own schedule and your own plans. Yes. And it's a perfect segue into my number seven, which is give yourself a little break before you're going to jump back into your routine. If you're traveling, or even if you have people visiting, to schedule a day just to recover and to relax and to prep before you just jump back into your work week or getting the kiddos back to school or whatever that is. I do that anyway on all of my vacations. I always schedule an extra day off or allow myself time to unpack, do all the laundry, get clean. So I feel like when I'm getting back into my normal routine, I feel refreshed and prepared. I'm not just scrambling, trying to recover from my vacation because I never want to feel like I need a vacation from my vacation. Mm -hmm. It's a new way to set the standard where you could just 
have that recovery time. I think it's so critical. I think, and I, I know Jenna does this now with her business. When she goes on vacation, I know how much it's changed. So if, I know you want to share yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I think it might be a little bit easier for those that have pay time off to take an extra day. Or maybe it isn't. Maybe you only have so much time. But if you are able to take an extra PTO day after your vacation just to get settled, you'll feel better when you go back and you'll feel less frazzled. Now, when you're a business owner, I know some of you out there, if you're anything like me where you feel like I've been gone long enough from the business and I'm going to be walking into a shitstorm as it is, I cannot possibly take one more day. Um, what I've done is in advance, I actually will send my calendar to clients who are on retainer, who work with me regularly, and even the ones that don't work with me super regularly, or but we have current projects going on. And I'll say, these are my time off. And the, the last day where it looks like time off, it's I'm here. They don't know that. Or, or maybe they do. It doesn't really matter if they know that or not, but I'm, I'm not in the office. Mm-hmm. And so that final day of vacation, and I'm using air quotes, that day is reserved for whatever I need to do, whether it's catching up on email. And sometimes I'll say that I will be back on this day writing emails, responding to you, and then back in the office the following day. Or I just won't deal with anything until I get back. But what I can tell you is if you communicate in advance as a business owner that you're going to be gone until this day and you can get your stuff done in that time before, then it's not a problem. Yeah. So I'm only saying that because if there are any of you out there who are doing your own thing and you're the only one wearing all the hats, that's the way that I had to kind of set the stage in order for it to work. And it does work. It works beautifully. Like I love it because I'm not dreading the day after I get back from a vacation. Yeah. That's the worst. you allowed yourself the time. And it, it sounds like if you schedule it and you know it, and you honor it, it, it will get easier just to have that expectation. And then you don't have the interruptions when you come back. People aren't being like, oops, she's back in the office. Phone's just blowing up. And then you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yep. And even I think Sarah is the one who kind of, Sarah, we had her on the podcast too. Sarah Mayer, she talked about how to like save time and be more productive with your time. She kind of encouraged me to take the leap and do that. Like take the day after your vacation that's such a good tip. <laughs> such, I've already such did a that anyway, but especially for a business owner. Yeah. Because I always need it. If you have a job that you go back to, take an extra day. Yeah. You're going to want it. I love those. So number eight, this one is something that we started doing in my family. Um, so if money's tight or if you just want to be financially savvy this Christmas, we've been doing Secret Santa. We all draw out of a hat on my, my, my side, not Jake's side. Um, my sister set this up actually. So she's kind of like the Santa cause she, she knows who everybody got. Our dollar amount is a hundred bucks. So it's nothing crazy. So you set your dollar amount, everybody draws a name, everybody gets their list and then you buy for that person. And then all of the adults get each other one gift. And that way it saves us from having to buy for every single person and then us getting gifts from every single person because I can tell you that we don't need all we don't need 10 gifts for Christmas. We have everything we could possibly need. We're very grateful and we just want to spend time with family. That's what's important to us. It doesn't matter. The gifts don't matter anymore. Um, but I know the giving spirit of the season is still there. We still love like I love giving gifts. So this is an easy way and a fun way to kind of make it a game. 
and also make it easier on your wallet because there's people who enter January in debt because of Christmas. So if you don't want to do that and you want to make it fun still and exciting, this is a fun way to do that. Yeah. I love that too because you're giving a gift where I may only have a budget if I'm doing it buying for everybody of $20, $25 per person. But now I have $100 where I'm like, okay, now I can contribute to get a gift that they really want because you have the list, you have their wish list. And so I would just, I love that. We used to do that with my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Everyone had their list and we had a $50 budget. Mm -hmm. And now that we all have kids, it's kind of gone to the wayside. Like we buy for the kids and we do that now in my family sometimes where I was just on the, I was just talking to my mom the other day about this and my mom and I can be kind of Scrooges sometimes mm-hmm. with Christmas. Yeah. You say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't like decorating. <laughs> she doesn't. I'm, I love buying gifts, but I like doing it sporadically or for like birthdays. And I don't even mind buying for Christmas, but I don't know. It just, Christmas just sometimes takes the fun out of it for me. Anyway, my mom's like, I don't really want to do gifts. I don't even really want to do a normal Christmas dinner. I said, me either. Let's just buy gifts for the kids again. Because my husband and I have everything that we need. My, I don't know what the hell to buy my parents ever. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, the kids love it, right? This is like a magical time for them. And they're all still young, so they still love it. And then they get really excited. It's like, let's just focus on them. And it's awesome. Yeah. I love that idea too. That's so good. And, you know, kids' gifts are, until they get a little older and they start wanting the expensive technology stuff. Yeah. It's gaming a little consoles bit, and yeah, things. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit more budget friendly. The kids' stuff is too. Yeah. My kid so. wants puzzles right now. It's like, I can do that. Yeah. Totally. How many, <laughs> you want all the puzzles? You want me to clean out the puzzle section? <laughs> 25 pieces or less, but yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then, The ninth and final tip is just, you guys, remember what matters. Because, you know, the gifts are great. Giving is so awesome. And eating is amazing. And spending time with family is great. But, like, remember that this doesn't have to be stressful. I think think a couple years ago, my lash artist, she was doing my lashes and she was like, oh, man, I'm just so stressed out and she was talking about all the things and she's like everybody that's come in here to get their lashes done has complained about how stressed they are and I was thinking like this is so sad that we're all so stressed out when this is supposed to be a happy time when we're supposed to be celebrating mm-hmm. and you know and I'm like that that couldn't be more true and I know with work, work is usually ramping up because this is the season, retail season. We've got Black Friday. So if you work in any kind of retail or service space, this is a crazy season. Or the funeral industry. Yeah, I know. And I was going to say that I think is one of the reasons why you're such a Scrooge, right? Because you're like, listen, I'm just, I know when you were full-time at the funeral home, you're like, this time of year sucks for us. We're we used so to have blackout busy. dates where we couldn't take any time off. over the holidays and we had to work either Thanksgiving or Christmas and then it would be flip-flop the next year Mm -hmm. but yes there is a busy season in the funeral industry and it is winter Mm -hmm. winter is coming yeah yeah and so we're all busy at work and then we pile on all the things that we really don't need to be piling on or at least we need to be more selective about piling on and then we forget that this was a season we were supposed to enjoy and watch how our kids love you know like kids they're innocent. 
they really are in the moment and love this season, but we as adults are running around with our heads cut off and everything is on fire always <laughs> during the season. So just taking some time to like really remember what matters and focus on your traditions. Yeah. Traditions are so fun this time of year. I know there's a lot of people who love to go up north here in Arizona, go cut your own Christmas tree down like the Griswold style. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back. It's amazing. Hopefully there are no squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> But honor those traditions and don't let those traditions fall to the wayside because you've overcommitted on thing, other things that don't matter as much, like Susie's party. <laughs> <laughs> or overextending your budget and then you're just worried about all the debt you accumulated. Yeah, because a lot of the stuff doesn't have to be crazy. Like, I, I don't even know how much Table Topics cards are, but that would be... For me, I'm like, that would be a blast, but I love getting to know people in, like, detail, so... I might just have to do that this year. I'm buying those today. <laughs> but just take the time to enjoy it. Yeah. Don't let it pass by and then feel relieved when it's over. And I think you said it best with just the simple things. When we can focus on the simple things and the simple traditions and the things that just really make us happy. Like Avery hugged the Christmas tree when I put it up. She like hugged it as much as she could because it was probably poking her face, but she hugged it. She's like, Christmas tree. And she was so damn excited for that tree. I'm like, this is it. This is why it matters Mm -hmm. because it's magical for her. Mm -hmm. And it's her first year really knowing or being able to like understand what it is. Yeah. Yeah. She's super pumped. Yeah. Like Christmas cookies. That's always a, I mean, Mm -hmm. and you're like the queen of Christmas cookies. You've got some great. (laughs) interesting cookie cutters (laughs) we'll leave it at that (laughs) and i don't know baking so the things that are like you know the parts of the season that we get excited about charlie brown movies christmas vacation yeah rudolph the red-nosed reindeer yeah or the grinch if you're like me yes scrooge all of the classics (laughs) but anyway i hope and I, i always say that i hope i know that one of these tips will help you um, survive the season with um, a little more grace, a little more joy, and remember the small things. Mm-hmm. And definitely keep this episode in mind for next year. So if you're like, I need to do that next year, pull some of these tips out of your hat and implement them. And you can really hit the ground running to maybe even start a new tradition, mm-hmm. like a pre or post holiday brunch where you don't have to host everybody and make it much, much easier for yourself. And you know, also as a great gift for us, reviews. Uh, yes. I forgot about that. We would love it. And it'd be such a wonderful thing. Tis the season, right? For giving. <laughs> yes. If you guys went on and left us a five star and a thoughtful review, because we're going to the new year hot. We've been doing this for a year and a half and we just love to hear what you guys have to say. And that is the greatest gift that you could give us this season. Yep. And share this episode if you think it could help someone else. I know it probably could help anyone who feels a little frazzled during the holidays. And um, until next time, I know we're going into Thanksgiving and I know we're a day late, but uh, enjoy all of that food and all of the pie and all the goodness. Move your body a little and take care of yourself and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. 
The Art of Getting Your Shit Together is produced and edited by LD Coaching and Blush Cactus Boutique Design Studio. We would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and subscribe, leave us five stars, and write a quick review. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends so that we can continue to grow our tribe. Tag us on Instagram at tagist underscore podcast with your shares, and we'll feature you on our story. Don't forget to grab our free guide, five things you can do right now to get your shit together and start living your best life over at tagus.com slash kick more ass. Remember, your life only gets better when you decide to grow and it's never too late to get your shit together.